This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about real-world leadership solutions. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting out, I promise to give you practical leadership tips that you can use this week. No matter what your leadership situation is, I can help. Remember that every follower needs a healthy leader. My passion is to help leaders lead more effectively. Welcome to episode number seven. Is affirmation in your leadership arsenal? What we want to cover in today's podcast is this. Everyone thrives on affirmation and praise. We wildly underestimate the power of the tiniest personal touch of kindness. We need to learn to read the varying levels of affirmation that people need. At the end of the show, I'm going to give you a couple of action steps, four takeaways at the end of the show that you can use this week, and also a helpful exercise that you should try in your workplace. I think you'll find a lot of fun, and I'd love to hear the results. If you'll write me back at leadershipanswerman.com, that would be cool. I want to start with a story that I heard a number of years ago about a famous heart surgeon called Dr. Michael DeBakey, who is a surgeon at MD Anderson University. I'm not quite sure if he's still there or not, but uh, great story, and he was there for a long time. There was a news crew that was coming to interview uh, Dr. DeBakey and just kind of a, do a story on this amazing heart surgeon. Well, they were going through the halls and they happened to bump into the janitor and they asked them, uh, which way can we find uh, Dr. DeBakey's office? And, and the janitor just lit up like a candle, big old smile on his face. He was, he was just mopping the floors as they came by and he said, oh, the doc. Well, he told them where he was, how they could find him, but uh, the the news people says, wow, so you know him? They were kind of surprised that this famous heart surgeon would get such a reaction from this uh, janitor. And the janitor said, oh, yeah, me and the doc, we fix people's hearts. What a great story, you see. Have you ever heard the saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care? This Dr. DeBakey cares about everyone in the entire hospital, including the janitor, and helped everyone see the part they played in the big picture. Because could this heart surgeon do his job without an incredibly clean hospital? No, he couldn't. And that janitor knew that he was a part of the very important work of fixing people's hearts. I just love that. People really don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. This is something that I have struggled with, and especially in the early years of my leadership, where I felt like I knew so much and I could do so much, and I felt like I had some gifts that I had to offer, you know, the world. And, and I came to realize pretty quickly that people don't care how much you know and how smart you are and how gifted you are. They really want to know, do you care about them? And, and that is such an important part of leadership. This uh, topic today is affirmation. And you might say to yourself, Hans, this is so basic. Uh, does this Is this really worth that much effort? Well, maybe this topic is not that important to you, but it is so important in leadership and it should be important to you. I still find people at all levels of employment that work in an environment that is not positive, that is not affirming, and they get ground down and they get worn down and they would just die for a pat on the back. So this is an important topic that every leader needs to understand. Affirmation is a part of your arsenal of effective leadership. 
I don't know what kind of home you grew up in, but I grew up in a pure German home. And, uh, you know, I, I love my parents. They were wonderful people. My father provided. My mother took care of the kids. A kind of a traditional nuclear family. But um, my father's attitude was, if you do exactly what you're supposed to do, we ex- what we expect from you, you're not going to hear from me because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what's expected of you. In fact, the only time I tended to hear from my dad was when I did bad things and stepped out of line. And I don't know if that's the kind of environment you grew up in, but that was definitely the kind of environment I grew up in. I don't remember pats on the back or affirmation or job well done, way to go, Hans. Uh, And I find a lot of people in the workplaces have the same kind of um, dynamic. And so guess what I did when I was growing up and I became a teenager? How do you suppose I got the attention of my father? Well, I couldn't uh, excel like my brother and sister. I always fell behind. I never made the grades. I never did the performance. I got really what I started to do is acting out and getting in more and more trouble doing bad things that I'm not proud of today. But you know what? When I did those bad things, my father would show up. In fact, my mother would say to me, you just wait till your father gets home. And I'm like, cool, I'm actually going to have some time with dad. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my dad. He's a great man. But that's the kind of environment I grew up in where there was no affirmation. How about your workplace where you work? Uh, How much affirmation is there? What could be better than a pay raise? You know, for many people, it's a proven fact. They would prefer working in a positive working environment that includes recognition and affirmation over making more and more money. What kind of affirmation and recognition is there in your work environment? Four questions that every follower asks. These are so important. You'll hear me say these over and over again. Four questions every follower asks. What am I supposed to do? Will you let me do it? Will you help me if I need it? And will you let me know how I am doing? Those second, those last two, point number three, will you help me if I need it? That means will you be there to mentor and to coach And then will you tell me how I'm doing? Well, now, if they're not doing well, don't give fake, false, empty affirmation. But, you know, I think you can always find something to affirm in people's work. And I think the more we affirm people, the more they will enjoy working for you and working with you. That was my practice through the years, always looking for something good. Even if you have to correct somebody, good supervisors are people who can step on your toes without messing up your shine. That's kind of old-fashioned, but I think it's kind of clever. They can step on your toes without messing up your shine. They can give people a shot in the arm without letting them feel the needle. Even if we have to correct people, good supervisors know how to do it with a kindness and with a heart. Here's a great quote from Leo Busaglia. PhD. Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. You know, this is so, so true. I just love this quote. And by the way, all the quotes and the notes are on my show notes on leadershipanswerman.com. You know, some people might think showing too much affirmation and praise is a sign of weakness. I don't buy that. I don't believe it. I think uh, level five leaders, the most effective leaders are the kind of people who are humble 
who have a huge heart, who care about their people, and are generous in their affirmation and praise when it is warranted. I always tried to practice in my uh, leadership uh, giving compliments and praise. I love sticky notes. I think one of the greatest purposes of sticky notes is for words of affirmation and praise. I have an assistant that worked for me for uh, many, many years, and uh, her name is Joyce. Great shout-out to her. What an awesome assistant. She was one of the best a person could ever have in intense leadership. Well, I always like to give Joyce notes of encouragement from time to time, and often you put a little sticky note on a report or a project and say, wow, way to go, you knocked it out of the park, or I like this and I like this, or I would actually, you know, I keep a whole drawer of cards that are multi-purpose cards for lots of different reasons, and I would often send her a card, send other people cards, and I learned after about 10 years of her working for me that she had kept every one of those cards in a special place in her desk. You see, don't underestimate the power of an honest compliment or the smallest act of caring. I have a great friend, Ed, who I recently uh, ran into in South Carolina, and he was reading my book, Top 10 Mistakes Leaders Make, and uh, the, the chapter on uh, absence of affirmation. And he wrote me this note the other day. I just want to read this little part of this note. He said, I even acted on one big idea. I wrote cards of appreciation to everyone in my organization. There are only two, but that's a start. Uh, you know, I think that is so cool. Your book also made me feel good about my uh, career choices and the skill sets that I have. I just think it's so cool that Ed took the time to write uh, two notes to the two people that work for him, and they greatly appreciate it. You know, affirmation, praise, encouragement is actually a biblical concept. If you're a follower of the Bible, which I am, in the New Testament, Paul talked about encouragement often. One of my absolute favorite verses on this would be found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, just as in fact you are doing. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about encouraging one another. You know, we live in a brutal world. We live in a negative world. If you watch the news, all you hear is the, you know, the bad news. You know, CNN stands for constant negative news. And where can we find things that build us up? Well, we should build up one another. And I think we should have a working environment that is uh, where affirmation is really a part of the leader's arsenal. Now, one thing I have learned about affirmation and compliments is that they're highly biodegradable. Compliments dissolve as quickly as ice on a hot Alabama sidewalk in the summer where I grew up. Phyllis Thoreau, another great quote. You'll find it in my podcast notes. I love what she says about compliments. One of the commodities in life that most people can't get enough of is compliments. The ego is never so intact that one can't find a hole in which to plug a little praise. But compliments by their very nature are highly biodegradable and tend to dissolve hours or even days after we receive them, which is why we can always use another compliment. It should really be part of your leadership lifestyle. Years ago, there was a gentleman by the name of Buck Rogers who uh, worked, who ran IBM, the great IBM corporation, Big Blue, back in the day, back in their prime. 
And uh, Buck Rogers was a huge believer in affirmation and praise and giving people compliments. In fact, he talked about being a part of a three compliment a day club and trying to always make sure at least three times a day I'm going to pat somebody on the back. I'm going to give somebody a compliment. He actually wrote a book about getting the best out of yourself and others. And here's three points that he uh, has in that book, how to get the best out of yourself and others. Number one, get out of the office. When someone does a good job, pay him or her a visit to say thanks. It'll make a bigger impact than a memo, a phone call, or an invitation to come to your office. If someone out there needs your affirmation and praise and they happen to work in your building, get up and go and give it to them directly to their face. Number two, don't let good work be a secret. Ask managers under you to inform you of their subordinates' accomplishments. Employees are discouraged when their special efforts go unnoticed. They may feel it was a wasted effort, or worse of all, they think their boss is taking credit for it. Rogers always sent handwritten notes down the line to the people that did the great work. So ask the people that work for you or with you, hey, would you let me know if somebody... Uh, out there need some affirmation and praise, I would love to write them a note. It could be in your building. It could be on the other side of the world. And it could be a quick email or just a tweet or even a text message just saying, way to go. Uh, we have a gal who works for us in, in Donna's business and, um, she hit a great milestone just three days ago in her business and, and what she's doing. And she was so excited. And both Donna and I wrote her quick emails just saying, way to go. You're a rock star. You know how much that means to people. Well, back to Buck Rogers, the third point. Again, the first point that he said was get out of your office. The second point, don't let good work be a secret. And the third point was thank people publicly formalize thanks whenever possible in house newsletters, memos, uh, staff meetings, or at big conferences when the whole staff is together. How to get the best out of yourself and others. Well, one thing you need to learn in affirmation is that you need to learn the levels of affirmation that different kinds of people need. And what I have developed is what I call the affirmation continuum. And if you look on my website, Leadership Answer Man, at the podcast notes for episode number seven, you will find this picture of my affirmation continuum. On the left are the people who need more affirmation. These are the people I call hungry for praise. They're like a dog that can always lap up more attention. On the other side are what I call the autopilots, the people who tend to run on autopilot and need less affirmation. I've had both of these kind of extreme people working for me, and I've had everybody in between in the middle. I had one fellow that worked for me. Uh, what a great guy, but he was so hungry for praise. He Here's the thing. They often lack confidence. They lap up praise. The more they get, to, the better, and they tend to be fragile. And I learned as I got to know this person that worked for me for many years. He had a father who never affirmed him. In fact, all his father ever did was criticize him. And so it was so important for him to get regular affirmation from me. And if I did not 
say something to him for a period of about three weeks. We didn't work that closely together, but we were good friends and we worked in the same building. If he didn't hear anything from me, I'm the boss. After about three weeks, he thought he was in the doghouse. He thought he was in trouble, hungry for praise. Now, on the other end of the continuum are the autopilots. They're self-reliable. They're even skeptical if you give them too much affirmation. They're kind of the leave-me-alone people, and they're as tough as iron. I've had those kind of people. I remember one of the gals that worked for me was just so much like this, so capable, so independent, such a self-starter, and she did not need as much affirmation and praise. And if I overdid it, sometimes they thought I was manipulating them or I wanted something special. So you got to kind of learn how to read people. This is what I call the affirmation continuum. It's really, really important to study your people and to understand how much attention they need from you. I want to tell you a great story as we uh, move toward uh, the close of this show, toward the last segment, about my twins and something they taught me uh, when they were growing up. We have four children. They're all adults now. But uh, I learned a great lesson about how a people's cup needs to continually be filled up, some more than others. Well, I I traveled a lot when uh, the kids were growing up. I've always traveled uh, probably a quarter to a third of my time. And if you're a traveler, I feel your pain. I understand if you're a road warrior, I have been there, done that for over 30 years. And uh, when I would go away, I traveled a lot. And, and one of the most unpleasant parts of that was uh, having to leave my kids and to leave uh, the burden of them with Donna. She did such a phenomenal job. Just a shout out to her. What a great job she did raising the kids. And, uh, you know, we're still married after all these years. And all four of our kids turned out awesome. Uh, they're having their own kids. And we have a great relationship with them. And, and I'm so thankful for the, the yeoman's job that Donna did and all. All those weeks I was gone. But I remember <laughs> the good news is the kids loved me. And when I got back from those trips, I took uh, what I call TRDs, travel recovery days. And I just let people know when I came back from a long trip for the office, uh, for my work, then I was going to uh, be sure and spend extra time with my family. I was not going to go right back to the office because I was never going to sacrifice my kids and my marriage for my job, no matter how important that job might be. Well, so my kids would ask me that twins loved to fill my cup before I left home. Uh, they would say, okay, daddy, now how long are you going to be gone? And I say, well, this trip, I'm going to be gone for five days. Now, I often did trips for a couple of weeks. The longest trips I did were three-week trips because I often went on a long overseas trip in my uh, ministry in over 70 countries of the world. We we had to go. When, when I would travel overseas, I'd try to hit a number of countries. And But anyway, this particular time, I remember I said, I'm going to be gone five days. And so they, they're so cute. They said, okay, daddy, well, we need to fill your cup up with five days of hugs and kisses. And they would pounce on me and we'd roll on the floor in a delightful sea of love, hugs, and kisses. Man, they just filled my cup. And they would they would go into a five-phase love fest. It was so cool. You know, that's a lot of what leadership is like. We have to fill people's cups. Some people need more than others. 
I also learned the same with my children. When I was gone for long periods of time from the office and I was back where I uh, work with the office folks, you know, what's the first thing you do when you get back to the office after a long trip? Go through your pile of uh, inbox, go through your to-do list, try to organize your office. No, (laughs) the first thing you need to do Talk to all your direct reports. Uh, First thing I would do, I'd sit down with Joyce, my assistant. How's it going? What's been going on? You know, tell me how things were while I was gone. Now, of course, I was in touch with all these people while I was away through email and other electronic means. But that doesn't mean I don't need that personal touch when I get back. How's it going? What's been going on? You know, what are you up to? You know, just some of these things are so important, not the piles on your desk. Remember, people will never care how much you know until they really know how much you care. Four takeaways from the show. Number one, we we leaders must affirm our people when it is deserved and in appropriate ways. Number two, everyone thrives on affirmation and praise. Everyone. Number three, Recognition and praise has a short shelf life. Remember, it's biodegradable, and that's why people always need more. And number four, learn to read the varying levels of affirmation your people need and then act appropriately. Here's a great exercise I want to leave you with. I'd I'd love for you to try this this week. And would you write me back? There's a comment section on my blog, on my website, Leadership Answer Man, or you can just contact me and shoot me an email, a message on my blog. But I would love to hear uh, how this worked and what happened. Do what my friend Ed did. Actually act on this information. Number one, here's the exercise. Number one, make a list of three to five people that need a pack on the back from you this week. All right? Make a list. Check it twice. See who's been naughty and nice, and especially those people who've been nice, you need to they need to hear from you. Number 2, write them an affirmation. Now this can be a an actual physical card, and I I actually think paper and cards still have power. In fact, uh, I remember two years ago, I actually wrote my daughter a letter. She she was living uh, far away from us in another state. And I actually got out some paper and wrote her a letter because I just wanted to affirm her and what she was doing. I was so proud of her. And I got uh, an envelope and I put a stamp on it and I mailed it to her. Do you think that had power? Oh, my gosh, that had power with her. Much more than just another email. But... Write them an affirmation. It doesn't have to be a letter, but cards are so great. A post-it note, a text message, a nice, kind email, and uh, let them know uh, why you're affirming them. Pat them on the back. And again, you can always find something to affirm people for if you look hard enough. And I think it'll improve their spirit and their attitude, and I find they will do better work. Number three, Let me know how it goes. Please go to my website and let me know how it goes. I want to leave you with the quote of the show. Again, our topic today has been how affirmation must be a part of the leader's arsenal. From Leo Buscaglia. Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring all of which have the potential to turn a life around. 
What a powerful quote. Hey, if you love the show, would you go to leadershipanswerman.com slash love it? And there's a form you can just tweet right out to your Twitter followers. I would love to get you to let other people know about this show. Also, if you would give me a great review in the iTunes store, I would so much appreciate it. Love to hear from you. I want to entertain your questions that you might have for a future show. Please write me. And again, thank you for listening today. This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. Please send me your leadership questions that I can answer on a future podcast. And I would love to have you sign up for my email updates at leadershipanswerman.com. Remember that every follower needs a healthy leader. Keep listening and learning and go out there and make a difference with your leadership.